Blog Talk Radio. The D-backs have had a lot of talent on showcase during the 2018 season, and this week we will decide who is the best on the team during the first annual Rattle Up Awards. We will also go over the D-backs' top prospects, including guys like right-handed pitcher John, John Duplantier and shortstop Josh Chisholm, and how they could impact Arizona in the years to come. Hello, Diamondback Nation. Welcome back to the Rattle Up Podcast. I'm your co- I'm your co-host Blake, joined by my co-host Chris, and uh, we got a little bit of a shorter episode planned today. You know, there's not a lot going on in the off season, but you know, we we're probably have to talk about. Um, we're gonna first uh, start off with some mailbag questions that you guys sent in. All right, first question is from Chase. True or false? If the D-backs didn't sign Granke, they would have Paul Goldschmidt and J.D. Martinez on the team right now. Ooh, yeah, I got to say that's false because if you think about it, you know, Zach Granke was like the, you know, the main sign that the D-backs were going to be a competitive team. And um, I don't think they would have traded for for um, J.D. Martinez during the 2017 year because, you know, Zach Granke was, was probably our best pitcher during that, during that season. You know, he was – Near Cy Young, he had like a two eight ERA or something like that. So I don't, yeah, I don't think um, maybe, maybe Goldschmidt would have still been on the roster. I, I, I mean, I doubt it. They probably still would have traded him on, on his final year. But um, yeah, I mean, Zach Greinke was like, you know, the re, probably the reason why we got JD in the first place. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you there because I think that the acquisition of Granke is who what is the player that put them in place to be able to trade for JD Martinez and uh he was the lead pitcher and I just think that without Granke they wouldn't have gotten JD and I don't think they would still have Goldie on the team I don't I still think they wouldn't have thought they would think they couldn't re-sign him and they would have just traded him so uh, yeah I I totally agree with you yeah for next next question all right, this question is from Daily Sports Source. What are you expecting from the team without Goldie? Well, I mean, the team besides, you know, Corbin and maybe Pollock is still the exact same, and, you know, there, there's a lot of young guys, and they're going to get better. So, I mean, I think they're still going to be competitive, and we're still going to win some games. You know, we're not a bad team. Um, you know, even in, you know, April and May, we were still winning some games, even without even when Goldie was, you know, batting 200 or whatever, so... I mean, they'll still, you know, I think they'll hover like around just below 500, but I don't expect them to make the playoffs or anything. Yeah, I don't think they'll do much better than we expect them to do. I think they'll be a 70-win team, like a, a little less than last year. I think that they can. Uh, I think that Goldie, Pollock, and Corbin, they made big impacts, but they're not big enough to drop them to 60-win team or etc. Yeah, for sure. Um, do we got any more questions, or is that it? Yeah, we have uh, two more questions here. This one's from okay. Tommy. Will Cattell Marte start the season at second base or center field? All right. So it depends on how on who we sign in the offseason. If we do somehow get Pollock back, which I doubt we will, um, yeah, I could see Marte playing in uh in center field. You know, we can we could uh 
He can move Escobar over to second, move Lamb back to third, and either start Christian Walker uh, or maybe if we call Kevin Crone, we can put him at first. Um, or you know if we can, if we start Dyson over at uh, in center field, I don't think he's a full time player, but he he's de- he can definitely be a solid platoon player. Um, you know we can move we can move everyone just keep everyone the same. So yeah, I, I think he he's probably gonna play both just depending on just depending on our needs. You know come opening day. Yeah, I think that on opening day he's definitely gonna play second base. They he did well he did good last year at second base. And putting him in center field would mean that they would have to shift almost the entire infield around to make it work. And I think that they can go out and get somebody, or they have somebody, that they can find a way to get 162 games for center field. Yeah. Um, next question. Uh, the last question is from Ryan. Who is your prediction to be the breakout player next season? Breakout player. Now, um, I know Cattell Marte already had a pretty good year last year, but I think this is the year where he's actually going to, you know, break out and become like a, you know, oh, he's going to break out and become, you know, a very, you know, uh, he's going to be a, a very well-known big league name. I think he's going to bat somewhere near, you know, two, 290, 300. And he's going he's to be a really fun player to watch and pretty, very exciting like he is, already is now. And he's going to be able to, you know, use that speed and, and you know, some and that pop that he has. And I think he's going to, yeah, he's going to be a very solid uh, either second baseman or center fielder. Um, a guy that I think will break out next year and, well, I hope will surprise us all is uh, Jake Lamb. I don't think he's going to do much better against left-handed pitchers, but I hope I think that he can, uh, when he's facing righties, if he gets enough chances, he can get up there and get get guys in and do his job, and I think he can break out next year. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he already had a very solid 2017 against righty, so, you know, be more of like a comeback, I guess, than a, you know, breakout. True, but... Yeah. Anyway, so that was okay. the, uh, our last uh, mailback question. So we're just going to go here over a quick um, Major League News recap, um, you know, from the past few days. So, you know, um, all the arbitration, you know, deals were, were uh, set today. And you know Mookie Betts, he had a one-year, twenty million dollar deal. Um, Nolan Arenado, you know he's going for a record thirty million dollars. And when when his arbitration hearing um, hearing is uh is met, and you know, so there's been a lot of that. Some players, the D-backs signed. They signed Robbie Ray, Taiwan Walker, Jake Lamb, Steven Souza, Andrew Chafin, and John Ryan Murphy. Um, and and still there's still some like a few guys left in our in a for still into arbitration, but yeah. Um, some other major league news, uh, as we know, uh, DJ LeMayhew and Daniel Murphy, you know, they, they both signed, um, two year, $24 million, uh, contracts. LeMayhew went to the Yankees and Daniel Murphy went to the Rockies to kind of replace Dan, uh, LeMayhew, I guess. So, yeah, uh, and there's really, there's really been no moves so far that have, uh, really are going to make a huge effect, I think. So uh, I think we should move on to the our rattle, first annual rattle-up awards, and we can share those. Yeah, sure. yeah, once we get some, hopefully some more news next week, there will be uh, some more news. But, yeah, so yeah. we're going to move into our uh, awards, uh, just giving our opinion on who was the best um, from last year. And we're going to start it off with our MVP award. I went with Paul Goldschmidt. Who did you go with? Um, I had Peralta. All right, so I went with Goldie, you know, for two main reasons. Obviously, 
Um, if you actually look at it statistically, you know, um, Goldie was arguably, but you know, better than Peralta offensively. But you know, um, stats side of what are, um, you know, be, just be just be, uh, besides the stats, Goldie has just been that you know that veteran um, you know um, presence and and you know the clubhouse leader, and uh, you know I think he just he just you know kind of drives and carries the team and he kind of just. Um, not yeah, he's not not only is he great offensively and defensively, but just leadership wise, I think he you know elevates everyone else. Yeah, I get what you mean, but I think that Peralta he was strong all year round. He didn't struggle at the start of the season, and uh, I think that he was great offensively and he was good defensively, and I think that he was just uh, all around. He had a better season than. Goldie, even though Goldie, yeah, he did have a big presence in the dugout and he around the team, but I just think Peralta had a better year, uh, just all around. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I can I can see that it was kind of a toss up. Um, Cy Young, I went with Patrick Corbin. I'm guessing you did too. Yeah, I went with Corbin. Yeah, yeah I mean, Granky was you know all right, but de- definitely Corbin. He was. I think he was third in the National League in strikeouts, and you know he I, he was he was an All Star, correct? Yeah, yeah, he was an All Star. He was just lights out all year. I mean, he threw a, basically a no hitter against the Giants. I mean, the only hit that he gave up was an accidental swing. Um, yeah, he I mean he was just so he was so strong all year long. Um, next award is the, is the Hank Aaron Award, which is just either you know the Silver Slugger um, or the, just the best hitter on the team. And I did go with Peralta just because. Um, you know, I think yeah. Do you think he was just more consistent all year round, and he, you know, really was a solid. Uh, you know, he was he was just he was a solid uh, bat in the lineup that was all there the whole year. You know, Colby obviously had his hot streaks, but I think Peralta was just you know the best overall. Yeah, I agree. Um, part of the reason I had him as MVP, his bat was solid all year. It was kind of a breakout season for him, or it was definitely his best year. He. Uh, he just broke out. He suppressed ex- expectations, and I think that his bat was definitely solid all year, solid enough to be our silver slugger. Yeah. I mean, I, I think his last year was his, probably his best year. I don't think he's going to get any better, but I still think he's going to, you know, have around maybe, you know, 20, 25 home runs, and he's going to bat somewhere maybe around 280 next year. He's definitely going to be, you know, um, not only a very solid bat, but he's probably going to be a fan favorite, you know, too. Um uh, rookie of the year, there was only really one rookie, um, which was Yoshi Hirano, the 34-year-old out of Japan. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure you asked him too, right? Yeah. Well, he's yeah, the only he, rookie. So. Yeah, he was the only rookie we had. We didn't call up a lot of, uh, you know, guys. But hopefully, hopefully, you know, next year and then years to come, there will be a lot more, uh, a lot more, you know, talents getting called up. Um, Delivery man of the year or just the reliever of the year? Um, I went with actually two guys because I couldn't really, I couldn't really find like a, I, don't know, I couldn't find a guy to go with like like just the one. So I picked the uh, Hirano probably just for the whole year round. But second half of the year, I picked Brad Ziegler. Yeah, I get what you mean. I definitely think Hirano was the delivery man for the entire year, and I uh, Ziegler had a solid solid second half. I just don't. Did he? I don't know if he got tons of innings, and I think that uh, Hirano is most definitely just a better all-around reliever. Uh, yeah, the 
as we all know, uh, Brad Boxberger um, obviously did not do good, and Bradley had his struggles with mainly with control and everything. Um, yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, I, I think I think the bullpen will be better next year. Um, I think Bradley's gonna have a, re- a rebound season, and um, we'll, we'll find some guys. But um, yeah. So our second to uh, last award, uh, we went the uh, Roberto Clemente Award, which is just the best. Um, person who demonstrates the best sportsmanship basically and again i went with paul goldschmidt because even um you know amid his like uh you know his cold months of of you know april and may he still kept grinding he didn't you know i mean he didn't like he didn't you know um you know he, he kept his he kept his head you know what am i trying to say you know he just uh he, he's a very you know solid clubhouse presence all year round and he's he's pretty much always wins this award every year because he gets nominated award because just also because of his work off the field too um i had bradley for this one he uh i chose him because he's a nice guy he's always uh even though he might have struggled a little bit at the end of the season he uh he always is trying to get better and working and he uh always has times for the time for the fans and he just seems like uh he's just a good guy all around yeah i actually remember one um on his bobblehead night he actually stayed for almost an hour after the game, signing bobbleheads, you know, um, that you know, obviously, you know, he's he's a fan favorite, and, and hopefully, he can be a really solid piece for us in the future. Um, yeah, and he definitely is going to be a solid piece for us. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he is 2017 season. He finished 20th actually, in uh, in uh, MVP voting for the National League, which I actually found that you know pretty surprising. He had like a 1.7 ERA. I'm sure last year was just a fluke because there was probably some more better scouting reports on him. Um, no, I mean, you know, teams could figure out how to hit him, but I, I yeah, he's obviously, I think he's going to have a rebound year next year and he's going to really, you know, demonstrate that he's a top level uh, reliever. Um, our last award that we're going to move into here is the, is the, uh, is the gold glove award winner. And I went with Nick Ahmed just because he actually won a gold glove at shortstop and he, yeah. And uh, who'd you go with? Yeah, I went with Ahmed too. He he won. Yeah, he won the Gold Glove at a shortstop. He only he didn't have very many errors. He had nine errors and uh, 148 games, which is pretty impressive. And he uh, a 985 fielding percentage. So I think that he's just uh, he was definitely our best fielder last year. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he his his, his release is just his, his release is so is so quick and and it's just. It's amazing to watch him play some of the some of the uh, plays he's plays he makes. All right, that's gonna wrap up our first segment. We're gonna go to an uh, advertisement here. And uh, wait. Uh, hey guys, this is Benson from Bucko Booth, also producer here on this show. Just want to make sure you tune in to my show tomorrow, 8 a.m. Eastern, Bucko Booth. We've got a full schedule planned for you. We're gonna be talking about the recent waiver claim of Aaron Sleggers and the DFA of Dario Agrizol, what that means going forward. Also, we'll be discussing how Corey Dickerson and Keone Kella came to terms avoiding arbitration. We're also going to be discussing the Russell Martin trade from the Blue Jays to the Dodgers and be asking, what does this have to do with Francisco Cervelli and will he be on the team in 2019? We're also going to be discussing the rumors that the Pirates may be interested in outfitter Alex Verdugo and what it would take to get him in the future. All this and much more on Bucko Booth, 8 a.m. Eastern, tomorrow morning. You're not going to want to miss it. Please call in. Please submit your mailbag questions. We're oh so excited to have you. 
and enjoy the rest of the show. Hey guys, uh, welcome back. And uh, this segment, we're going to go, be going over our the Diamondbacks' top prospects. But I just wanted to say the call-in number real quick. If you want to call in and talk to us, call in at 845-277-9345. That's 845-277-9345. Yeah, if you just want to call in and talk about, you know, the prospects or the D-backs, you know, year in 2019 or anything along that. Yeah. All right. So... Uh, the D-backs, they currently have uh, two uh, uh, prospects in the top 100 of the MLB um, prospect watch, or the ranking system, I guess. Um, our number one prospect is John Duplantier. I think he's actually been number one for a couple of years now. He's number 80 um, in the he's number 80 in, in the top 100. And, you know, he uh, he's, 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 you know, he's, he's a 6'4", 225. He's 24 years old, and he's some people have expect him to make his debut this year, maybe as, as a September call-up. Um, some of the best pitches he throws, he's got a, he's, he's got a, uh, he pretty much throws a sinker uh, mainly, but he still can get some really good velocity on it around 92 to 94. And you know he he can uh, he can throw harder if he wants to, you know, in the high 90s if he if he wants to get back and and, and really you know, um, and you know and really throw hard. Um, He's also got a slider, curveball, and changeup. Obviously, you know he's still a prospect, so that that can change, you know, at any time. But um, in the minors in 2018, he uh, in in 74 innings, he had a 2.55 ERA and 16 starts across Double A and in, in the Arizona uh, Rookie League. Um, he ha- held opponents to a 2.55 batting average, and you know, he's got some really good strikeout you know, potential. He actually had a case case plan above nine. Um, and, you know, I he, I think he's gonna be a really solid. Uh, he's, I think um, he's gonna be a really solid starter for us in the future, and uh, he has good enough control to do that too. Yeah, he was a uh, third round pick, and he joined the club in 2016. He's just been a uh, he's developed solidly, and uh, he he has pretty impressive stats from his time in the minor leagues. He's been a uh, he was I'm pretty sure he was an all star in the fall league this year, and I think that. Uh, He's just been growing a lot. His stats have been uh, getting relatively better over the past few years, and I think that uh, Duplantier is definitely going to be one of our next top pitchers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think he's going to be um, probably if we're, if we're actually going into a full rebuild, I can see him being a rotation piece uh, probably by next year. Honestly, if uh, if not, I think he'll get called up sometime. You know, probably a September call up this year. Um, Second prospect we're going to go over here is as a right-handed pitcher Taylor Widener. Um, he he's in, uh, pitching in Double A. He's uh, also 24, six foot, 195. Some of his best pitches, he throws a really hard fastball. It can top out at 97, and he's got a uh, he's got a he's got a good uh, um, mid 80s you know slider. Um, in in a Double A this year, in 137 innings, he held. Um, batter to a below 200 average with a 2.75 ERA and he's also got pretty good strikeout potential um with 176 strikeouts and only 137 innings so um and his what his command you know it's been solid all throughout his career and he ranks number 97 in the top 100 he could definitely be also a very solid starter you know a couple years down the down the line yeah i think um widener and duplantier are definitely two of our top future pitchers 
uh, both coming out of 2016. They're both 24, relatively the same age, and days too. And uh, I think that uh, Widener, he uh, kind of struggled in 2017, but he did. He still did pretty well. He, uh, he, I think he was acquired in the Brandon Jury to New York trade. Yeah, but I'm not sure. But uh, yeah. yeah, he was. So I think. So I definitely think that he's gonna. He has a lot of potential in the future too. Mm. And hopefully, you know, three to four years down the line, once this uh, quote unquote rebuild is, you know, is done and we we can be a competitive team again, like an actual playoff contending team, they'll be in their primes, you know, and, and they'll be a very solid one-two punch, you know, in the rotation. Um, mm-hmm. number three on uh on the on the prospect list, you got shortstop Jazz Chisholm, and I think. This guy, I think he's really, you know, underscouted, and he can be a uh, he's gonna be a, a really solid player in the future. He's only 20, he's 5'11", 165, but he has um, shown some really good power. Um, I think I saw on his, on his Instagram one time that he said the longest home run he ever hit was 483 for a guy who's 5'11", 165. That's really good. That's left-handed. He, yeah, he plays shortstop and uh, and Visalia this year he hit 329. Um, 10 home runs, 27 RBIs. That was in 36 games. Um, you know, I, I mean, he had a, he, had, he also had a 966 OPS. So I and uh, and a few, a couple few years down the line, he, I think he's going to be right on the brink of, uh, of you know, being in the majors. His ETA is 2021. 20, so I mean, he, he's only 20, and he still has all these, you know, t- uh, he still has uh, all these, you know, um, uh, uh, skills and, and tools that he can use. You know, to, to rise through the the minors, and he's definitely going to be. I'm surprised he's not in the top 100 just because of how you know of how promising he is. Yeah, he's 5'11. He's a uh, decent size for a shortstop. He uh, he uh, his fielding percentage is nine was 944 in the Vol League, which isn't amazing for only uh, how many games uh, for only 10 games. 944 isn't the best. Two errors in that time, but. Uh, he has definitely a few years to uh, spend. He can d- develop all that stuff, and I think that uh, he was he was an international free agent. I think that he can just be a, he can definitely be a top player. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm really excited to see him play. Um, he 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 uh he played in the fall league along with Duplantis here. It seems like you know they've had a pretty good mm-hmm. relationship. Yeah, they've been playing on the same teams for a while. Yeah. Um. Number four. Now this is like the this is a prospect that a lot of Diamondbacks fans know. We drafted him in the first round of the 2017 draft. His first baseman, Paven Smith. He also wears number 44, just like Paul Goldschmidt. And it seems like he's eventually going to be the replacement um, for Goldschmidt a few years down the um, or yeah, maybe a couple years down the line because you know right now our first baseman is is uh, Jake Lamb and Christian Walker, but um, he's shown a lot of of, of veteran uh, skills. You know his he hits the all, all the he, he's a left-handed bat, but he hits the all every part of the field. And and he, even though his power numbers they weren't like they weren't great, only 11 home runs in 120 games in a high A of Isalia, I think you know he could be definitely be a, a really solid first baseman, just you know, um, slugging wise. And and you know he's gonna definitely be a if everything goes right, he's definitely gonna be a mainstay in the lineup. Yeah, I remember when uh, the Diamondbacks first picked him in the first round. I was definitely questioning why they would pick him when they still have a strong first baseman and Goldie there. 
but then they ended up trading him. So now that's um, that uh, pickup was is making a lot of sense, and uh, I think I found rankings of him in the top 100. The MLB ranking has him at 99. I mean 91. So uh, yeah, he's and he was also in the fall league this year, and he didn't put up amazing stats, but it is only. Uh, he and in 17 games, so there's not a lot for him to be able to be doing in 17 games. So I definitely think that when he plays more games, his stats seem to be better. So I think that in a starting role in the majors, he can definitely be a high-caliber player. Not quite Goldie, but he definitely has potential. Yeah, I mean, he's already he's 22, and so I think they would probably want him to, you know, I think they would want to, you know, get him to the majors kind of quickly. He played last year in in uh, High A Visalia. I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if he started next year in in a Double A Jackson. You know, just to mm-hmm. get him to some to some you know more uh, just just to get him to, to some better pitching and get him adjusted, and you know just uh, just get stronger, work on his skills, and just keep refining it. And then you know he can be ready to go in probably 2020, and then he'll be. Uh, I'm gonna let yeah, you do the uh, next one. Uh, well, I definitely think is dependent on where he starts next year. I think if he's still in single A next year, he should uh I think he's going to be 2 3 2 and um he might be a September call up in 2 years, but it's probably going to be 3 years, but I think if he can start in double A next year, he can definitely be a major league guy in 2 years. Yeah, to mm-hmm. start in the start of 2 years. And there's really no reason to rush any of these guys because yeah. you know, we're going to be entering a, a rebuild and we already have, you know, um, for yeah, for Chisholm and and uh, Smith, there's no reason really reason to rush them because we already our infield is probably is kept, already kind of cluttered and you know yeah, there's no reason to already rush them up. I'm, I'm gonna let you do the next prospect. So a guy that I found that I was kind of interested in is uh, Dalton Varsho. I don't know if that's exactly how you say it, but uh, he is from Wisconsin. He's a catcher which is definitely a position that we're even struggling in and we uh need he uh he's a good sized catcher he's five well he he never mind he's a relatively small catcher at only 5'10 but uh in time he can put up well, well good stats he had 300 around consistently and uh he could most definitely fill our posi- our one of our biggest holes in the past few years uh, at catcher, and I think that uh, he he's definitely going to be one of our strong prospects and a top guy soon. Yeah, for sure. So next guy I want to talk about is he's actually only he's only 18 years old, and we signed him when he when he was 16. Is uh, 12th ranked Christian Robinson. I'm pretty sure he's from the Bahamas. Um, and yeah, he's only 18 years old, and he's already shown you know some some really good uh some really good promise in uh, 17 games this year, which wasn't a lot. In uh, in Missoula, he had a 419 on base percentage compared to just a 300 hit, uh, average, and that, that's that's really good considering only 18. And just to show them that kind of uh, veteran, you know, show that kind of veteran uh, play discipline is, is really good. Um, yeah, he's only he's only 18, and I think you know he can be a he's an outfielder. He can be a very solid bat um, in the future if he just you know progresses well and and you know learns how to hit uh, professional pitching. Yeah, he's most definitely a guy that's not going to be arriving in the majors for, uh, I I think, four or five years. But uh, 
he uh, his stats in the in Missoula look pretty good, and he looks like a solid future outfielder. He could maybe be filling that center field spot in maybe four or five years, and I think that he's a he's a he's going to be a good guy soon. Yeah, for sure. Um, another guy that uh, he's actually already in, uh, he actually made his major league debut last year is uh, 18th ranked. His name is uh, Yoan Lopez. He pitched 10 innings and in, or uh, sorry, not only nine innings in the majors last year, and he had a he had a 3.0 ERA. Um, his debut was rough. He allowed three runs uh, with no with no outs recorded. Um, but he's got you know a, a really good he's got really good upside. He had a um, 16.4 uh, case per nine in Visalia. He throws a hard really hard fastball and a uh, and a really good uh, wipeout slider. If he can you know maybe add a uh, change up in there, which I'm guessing he will. Um, uh, I expect him to probably start uh, in the bullpen actually this year. Um, for the Diamondbacks, it seems like they have a need there, and they probably want him to, you know, face uh, big league batters. So, yeah, um, uh, Chris, do you want to say something? Um, well, uh, I just want to say he's uh, he's already 26, and he's been developing for a while, and I think that putting up a three ERA and nine innings that's and with 11 strikeouts is um, pretty – Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. So All right. I well, thank that, you guys for tuning yeah. in today. Um, we're gonna see you uh, next uh, next Friday. Uh, yeah. Yeah. See you guys next Friday. Rattle Up is produced by Benson Fector. Rattle Up is a Baseball Podcast Network production. Be sure to give our host a follow on Instagram, Chris Sumner at Chris underscore Sumner 710 and Blake Warner at Everything D-backs. Be sure to give the Baseball Podcast Network a follow on all our social media platforms as well. Instagram at Baseball Podcast Net. Twitter at Baseball Podcast One. That's P-O-D- CAS1, SoundCloud at Baseball Podcast Network, and YouTube at Baseball Podcast Network. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you next time.